Well, hello everyone and welcome or welcome back to Conscious Commentary. This is a special episode of Higher Journeys and I'm your host Alexis Brooks and I'm so glad that you're joining me today. I do this episode every other week as many of you uh, well know, um, sort of in between um, my long form interviews that I do uh, featuring special guests. And I have to tell you, there's one guest that I never had the privilege of having on this show, I should say, uh, someone that I had hoped to be a guest. And that's a gentleman by the name of Jim Mars. Those of you who follow, I guess you would call the alternative media, um, fringe subjects at Al would undoubtedly know that name. Jim Mars was a giant in this field of alternative research. Most famously, I would imagine, uh, known for his groundbreaking work in raising questions about the JFK assassination, um, all the way to um, the UFO phenomenon and all of its intricacies, and particularly having to do with government cover-up, etc. Well, we lost Jim um, about a week ago. I believe it was August 2nd, and today I believe is August 8th, so roughly Uh, a week ago, August 9th, apologies. And I was completely sad to hear um, anytime you lose somebody that you, whether you you knew them personally or knew of them through their their public persona and liked them, you're sad, uh, obviously. Um, It's ironic because uh, I had planned on reaching out to him um, we share many mutual colleagues, uh, not the least of which is Linda Moulton Howe, who was a dear, dear friend and, in fact, wrote a beautiful tribute to him um, that I think is on directly on the JimMars.com website. So I hope you'll have a, a look at that. You know, I, I'm not going to spend the entire time talking about Jim, although I want to bring a relevance into, um, I obviously wanted to say a few words about his passing Um but I also wanted to draw correlation as with so many things with me, there are synchronicities that are never ending and, and um, in somewhat of a beautiful way, his name and um, some of the things and subjects that he's covered uh, have come to the fore for me. And I'm, I'm going to tell you briefly in a moment, let me just say this as well about Jim. I uh, have shared space with him, as I, as I have said, uh, at quite a few conferences and Again, we sort of nodded our head at each other, but never had an opportunity to meet in person. Um, I recall um, seeing him probably about two years ago now at the Conscious Life Expo in Los Angeles, just chatting it up with somebody as he always did with that deep Texas accent and that Texas uh, hospitality that he had. And I thought, oh, gosh, he looks like such a great guy. I can't wait to to meet up with him. We actually were bookmates. Um in Miguel Mendonca's two-volume set, We Are the Disclosure. I was in volume one, and Jim was interviewed for volume two. So I like to think that somehow we uh, we are, and we're kindred spirits um, in, the, in the field of the exciting field that we're so blessed to work in and know so many wonderful people. So I salute Jim for his courage and his tenacity, relentless journalism, and brilliant journalism, and I know that his adventure has only just begun. Somebody that passionate about their work certainly wouldn't let a little thing like uh, going over to the other side stop the journey. <laughs> uh, and I, I 
don't really say that facetiously. I believe that that's exactly what he's doing right now. I bet he's a kid in the candy store and probably looking looking for some of those people that uh, that he researched so so deeply. Um, unfortunately, with their untimely passings. So again, salute to uh, Jim. And uh, I have been in touch with a couple of people that uh, knew Jim quite well, and they're equally saddened. But um, let me get on with the. Uh, the synchronicity that occurred, a couple of things, and I'm trying to figure out how to bring this all together. And I guess the only way to do it is to tell the story because you know, I love telling stories. Here's the deal. It starts with um, last weekend, last weekend. And you know what, I want to look up the date because I want to see something here very quickly. Today is August 9th. As I'm looking it up, let me um, just explain no, it was, uh, this happened on August 5th. On August 5th, just last Saturday, my husband and I were uh, coming back from a couple of days on the beach with uh, some family, had a lovely time on Cape Cod. And we were, he was driving and I'm in the passenger seat. And if if any of you who happen to be from New England are familiar with the Cape, what we Cape Cod, uh, there's the famous bridge, I believe it's the Sagamore Bridge that we went over that uh, takes you off of the Cape and back onto so-called mainland, even though the, the Cape is really just a peninsula. But it's it's a site that you wouldn't forget. <laughs> uh, the, both the Sagamore Bridge and the Bourne Bridge are huge and notorious for incredible traffic. Well, I always look forward to going over the bridge uh, because it's a beautiful site and you get to see the bay. And we're driving along. Traffic was quite light. It was a Saturday, so I think people were more coming down than leaving the Cape. And all of a sudden, I look up and I see that we're close to heading toward the Boston area. It seemed. And so I said to my husband, honey, did we go over the bridge? And he said, what do you mean? We went over the bridge, you know, 20 minutes ago, half hour ago, maybe more. I could not recall at all going over that bridge. I, I really was perplexed. I, I said, you're kidding me. Because I, it dawned on me to ask him because I looked at uh, the sign where we were on the highway and we had to have passed the bridge, but I do not recall. And it, for those of you who, maybe I can uh, post a picture of the bridge. It's huge. You wouldn't forget going over it. But somehow I traveled in my mind out of time missing time. I'm grappling to figure out what happened there. Now, what I'm explaining may not be too unfamiliar to to you all out there. We've all had that. And I've heard cases, in fact, I think on, on occasion myself driving, which sounds like it's very dangerous, but you can't recall how you got from point A to point B. Was that missing time? Is there a phenomenon associated with when that happens? Is your, your mind just wandering and yet you're completely safe and conscious and uh, and driving. Uh, uh, in this case, I was the passenger. Well, I, I don't know what happened. I know I was not reading. Uh, I suppose my mind was wandering. <laughs> I, I felt like I was looking out the window because it was a beautiful day coming off of the Cape. And uh, I just don't recall going over the bridge I don't want to make a mountain out of a molehill, folks, but when things like this happen to me, what about you? Do you question the nature of time? I've been questioning it, to tell you the truth, for years. 
the the true nature of time, we know that there have been numerous discussions in scientific circles, particularly uh, news, what we call new science, about time and space being not what we think it is, but rather a construct, something that includes what is referred to as quantum entanglement. Well, let me move on. So now you know the story. Missing time is what I'm going, going to dub this for the time being, for the time being. Now, fast forward to last night, as a matter of fact. Um, I hadn't thought about uh, particularly uh, the little incident over the weekend because it wasn't that big of a deal, although it was a little perplexing at the time. But what I was thinking about, I had two things on my mind just prior to going to bed last night, I recall. One was Jim Mars, just thinking about him and thinking, oh, gosh, you know, just kind of sad because I had only learned a couple of uh, days previous. And, you know, there were still a few people that I had planned on speaking to uh, about Jim, etc. So he was on my mind. And the other thing that was on my mind was what the heck I would talk about today. And I wasn't necessarily thinking about talking uh about Jim Mars, you know, as, as a subject or focus for the episode. So we will call those two separate uh, sort of thoughts that were that I kind of went to sleep with. Well, I wake up this morning. And this has happened to me before. And I find this to be a phenomenal process. In what we call you can call it the twilight sleep state that is that little space between deep sleep and awakening can also be referred to as a hypnagogic or hypnagogic, depending on how you pronounce that state. Again, sort of a a limbo that one uh, is in, um, and oftentimes a stream of consciousness, at least for me, will happen that seemingly comes out of nowhere. Well, this is one of those mornings where I woke up or was in that hypnagogic state And all of a sudden, I heard the word time in my head, in my mind's ear. And after I heard just simply time, I got the download, the word emit, E-M-I-T. And then immediately I thought, emit is time spelled backwards. We're on to something here. Again, very seemingly arbitrary. And then the thought came in, discuss time and your little incident that happened the previous weekend on this conscious commentary episode. And again, let me tell you, folks, I for some reason, I had really been struggling with what there's so many interesting things to muse over. And I had really been kind of laboring over what on earth am I going to talk about in this episode of conscious commentary? This is what happened. Time emit, and the bridge episode, or the missing bridge, we'll call it. Okay, fine. So I, I hustled up, got up, I said, I've got to get out of bed right now. So I don't lose this, this, this sort of theme that, uh, that seemed to just descend on me. And so I came downstairs, I jotted down some notes, looked up a few things, I am by no means an expert on, on explaining the simultaneity of time, which has been discussed in very serious circles, uh, scientific circles. Uh, I know a little bit about it. I've referenced it uh, on on occasion. So I wanted to really kind of pull an idea together, not just tell tell you about the missing bridge. I mean, you can only go on with that for so long. So I got 
some sufficient notes down. I said, okay, I think this is where I'm going to go today with this, but where does the emit come into it? Maybe we can touch on that later. But after I felt like, okay, I think I've got the concept down, kind of think I know where I want to go with uh, conscious commentary today. I kind of shut that down. My thoughts returned to Mr. Mars, Jim Mars. So I said, you know, let me let me see what some folks are saying. So uh, in terms of tributes, because I knew that there would be quite a few. And so I proceeded to uh, YouTube his name to see what might come up in terms of relevance or, or, or time period. Because as for, for folks that uh, watch or listen to YouTube, you know that you can filter uh, results uh, based on some criteria. And I wanted to see what was coming up first. So I did. And guess what was the first thing that came up? A YouTube uh, interview that he had conducted simply titled Jim Mars, Time Travel is Happening. Time Travel is Happening. This was an interview that he had done, and I'm linking this to the post that will accompany this this, this podcast. Uh, an interview that he had conducted, He, in this case, he was the interviewer, uh, speaking with the author named Jenny Randalls, who wrote the book, Breaking the Time Barrier, The Race to Build the First Time Machine. Now, here's what makes this even more sort of interesting and anomalous. This interview, I believe, although I have not been able to identify the date, the date that showed up, uh, you know, in the in the YouTube results was in 2017, I believe it was April, but then I did a little bit of research and found out it had to be at least several years ago, maybe longer, because her book, and he referred to it in the interview as a new book came out in 2005. So you can do the math. How this interview <laughs> relating to time, the word that came to me in my hypnagogic state this morning, how that popped up for me uh, in the YouTube search results related to Jim Mars. I think you could only relegate it to one thing in that synchronicity, right? So I proceeded to listen to the interview and it was fascinating. I mean, the focus was on Jenny and the the way she, uh, from a scientific standpoint, has researched and looked into uh, the idea of time and time travel uh, being a quantum phenomenon. But what was really interesting, um, and it was a pretty sophisticated discussion, I couldn't regurgitate it to you right now, but I, I have, as I said, linked it so you can hear it for yourself. After Jim Mars had sort of listened to uh, Jenny's weigh-in on her ideas of what time may be, without question, not what we think it is, what she said was, or what he said in response to her is, it sounds to me as if our experience of time travel may be more of a mental phenomenon than a physical phenomenon, or at least include consciousness, the, the, the ability for consciousness to warp and weft, ebb and flow and move, which gives us the impression that we're traveling or in a different time or missing time. You see where I'm going with this? There was something about that incident last weekend where I feel that I either transported myself or my consciousness elsewhere so that I did not experience, I didn't not just notice, because I'm telling you, you cannot miss this bridge. And it's a long, fairly long bridge. 
I believe that I perhaps transported my consciousness so that I did not experience the present at the time we were going over the bridge. It's really just phenomenal. I'm going to find some notes here that I took, just a couple of notes from uh, Jim Mars' interview with with Jenny uh, Randall's. I'm going to see if I can actually find her as well. She is still with us and and actually not quite. She's not that old. Um, I'm going to see if I can find her and maybe have her on the show. She, among other things, they discussed what are what she, I believe, has coined uh, the term "time storms" or "time distortions." Is that what I had? A distortion of time? Although I can't recall being anywhere else, and you probably heard stories of people that have been transported to different time periods and literally are seeing or sensing, really seeing, uh, not ancient past, but, uh, you know, Victorian being being transported to times of um, the Victorian era or a war, a battlefield. There have been quite a few, as a matter of fact, after Jim uh, Mars finished the interview with uh, Jenny Randall's, he then went on to interview Whitley Stryber. And Whitley Stryber also articulates an experience in which he had a spontaneous, uh, essentially breaking the time barrier and going back into the past and witnessing New York City, perhaps in the 20s or 30s. Fascinating discussion. So this whole idea of time, (laughs) where it came from, I have no idea, but it was given to me time, you're going to discuss time. And then I'm still trying to make the connection with this idea of emit. Well, let's talk about what emit, what it is to emit. And obviously, there's several examples, uh, I think probably the most commonly used is emitting, you can emit a frequency to put forward, to release or discharge. I don't quite know where the connection in all of this thread would be. But I got to tell you, folks, it came in as clear as day. And, you know, I, I, I'm i a fan of etymology or, or looking at the etymology of language and the deeper meaning, uh, even from an occult perspective. And one of the things I like to occasionally look at is when you take a word like evil, kind of a tough word, but evil, uh, the opposite or backwards is live, etc. Uh it's kind of fun to look at that and, and really kind of look at some of the more esoteric significance of uh, w- words and word usage and when you turn words inside out and, and the significance of that. But interestingly, the one word or one word that I had never even thought about reversing is time. And I got to tell you, I'll say it again. When these things happen to me, they are just downloads that seem to come out of nowhere or no time emit. Maybe you can leave me uh, a comment if you can make a connection. Now we're talking about Jim Mars, my missing time, what I'm going to call my little missing time event of not experiencing going over the Sagamore Bridge. Emit, time travel, where does this all connect? Here's what occurred to me as I was readying myself to record this episode. In the last several days, as I've been thinking a lot about Jim Mars, I thought, gosh, if I only could have interviewed him, perhaps I could go back in time 
and interview him. Wouldn't that be something? And listen, with some of the more exotic, certainly esoteric and groundbreaking ideas having to do with the simultaneity of time, which would include, uh, I suppose, things like remote viewing, being able to shift or change the past. I know Lynn McTaggart of the intention experiment and the field has talked very, very seriously about that and others uh, about the idea of time being so flexible through quantum entanglement that perhaps it can be changed. Many of us are familiar with the whole grandfather paradox, uh, which basically says if you had the ability to go back in time and in going back in time, you would meet your grandfather and kill him. For <laughs> It's a pretty crude example, but if you were to go back and, and kill him, would you have ever been born? That's the grandfather paradox in discussing it within this context. Very interesting. Anyway, so that's, uh, <laughs> that is a bit crude, isn't it? But that is a, a pretty famous paradox. Uh, scenario that has been brought up in the context of understanding the true nature of time. If I could go back in time, I got to tell you, I would be interviewing Mr. Mars and I could just see us, whether whether uh, on camera or uh, over the phone, having a, a heck of a chat. So with that, uh, again, this is just a little a little musing, little little commentary, and I, I'm looking at the time, and I, <laughs> I am way over, so I'm going to close it down here. Um, Again, I encourage you, please go uh, and listen to that that interview with uh, Jim Mars and Jenny Randall, as well as Whitley Stryber. And um, say a prayer, would you, uh, whether you knew him or not, trust me, he was a stellar guy, just a great, great man. Um, say a little prayer for him and his family. I know they'll be, they'll all be fine, but we will miss him. And uh, to that, I salute you, Jim. May your journey be more adventurous now than you could have ever imagined. Godspeed. And thanks, everyone, for tuning in to Conscious Commentary. Until next time, I'm your host, Alexis Brooks.